Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today, but we're also going to be talking a lot about something that's very serious. So, you know, it's, it's one of those great programs that I love because it really is, we're going to be exploring a lot about making ourselves better. And surviving during times of, shall we say, pandemic, um, you know, and, and things like that. And so we're going to have so much fun today talking with Janine Garner. So please join me in welcoming Janine to our program today. Welcome, Janine. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute Great. pleasure to be here, Deb. I love it. Well, as people can tell, whether you're watching or listening, Janine is not in the United States. She's down in Australia. I love it when I have you know my, my international guests because we do have people from around the world that listen and, and watch the program. That's what is so much fun about all this. So yeah, Janine, let me tell uh, It's just the time, the time, the time difference is always fun too, Dan. I know, <laughs> I know. It's it's late afternoon here and horrible, awful early in the morning for you. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for getting up to do that. Uh, I probably couldn't I do would, it. Wouldn't miss it for the world. I, I you know, I'd I'd have to have a, a coffee IV. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've got but, one. You just can't I know, see it. <laughs> well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we'll jump into this. So Janine Garner is a global thought leader on powerful networking, collaboration, and transformational leadership. She is obsessed with unleashing the brilliance in individuals, teams, and companies, helping others reclaim and reignite their influence. A highly sought-after keynote speaker, educator, and author, Janine works with high-profile global leaders and helps many of Australia's top 50 ASX companies and multinationals. Janine is the best-selling author of It's Who You Know, How a Network of 12 Key People Can Fast-Track Your Success, and From Me to We, Why Commercial Collaboration Will Future-Proof Business leaders, and personal success. Her new book, Be Brilliant, How to Lead a Life of Influence, was just published in July of 2020. So again, Janine, welcome. Thank you, Deb. As I said, it's just fabulous to be here. Love a good chat. (laughs) I know. It's going to be so much fun. I love this. I love this. Well, let's kind of go back in time just a little bit. Tell us how it is that you got to where you are and how you discovered this is your passion in life. Oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's how long have we got? Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my passion is absolutely around the power of connection. Mm-hmm. How when we learn to connect the right way, Deb, mm-hmm. we, we actually can develop such deep relationships and connections that mm-hmm. will see us through life personally and professionally, mm-hmm. um, how when we learn to connect the right way, we can collaborate mm-hmm. and ideate and find the ideas that we need to support us as we're growing our businesses. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, 
when we learn to connect the right way. We can actually uh, drive our own performance as an individual, but also the performance of our businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, where it all started for me, I'm, I'm actually from the UK originally. Mm-hmm. So I was born in the, in the north of England. Uh, I'm actually a poultry farmer's daughter. So, so my childhood was, was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned how to uh, feed chickens and collect mm-hmm. eggs and work on market stalls. You learned hard work. <laughs> a very working class family. And um, I think pretty much as a kid, I, I, I always felt a little bit different. I felt that uh, I just had this feeling of getting out. I had mm-hmm. this feeling of being closed in and uh, I was lucky enough at the age of 18 after you know lots of years of study that the government at the time um, had this 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 policy of funding uh, kids that couldn't afford to go to uni they mm, would fund them mm-hmm. to go and um, I was lucky enough to be one of mm-hmm. those kids and that really was the starting point for me because suddenly I was given this this gift of mm-hmm. escaping um, mm-hmm. and I packed my bags at the age of 18 and left home um, so I left home at 18 and I moved um, to the Midlands in the middle of England to mm-hmm. study. I did a Bachelor of Science degree. And oh my gosh, Deb, my eyes were opened mm-hmm. that, that moment at these people from all over the place with different backgrounds, different mm-hmm. cultural heritage, different uh, experiences, different levels of income. Mm-hmm. And literally it just started up this, this interest in me as to what, what, what does happen when you bring different people together. Mm-hmm. I graduated from there and moved to London. And that's where I started my career. I started life uh, working in the fashion industry in the centre of London uh, in marketing, uh, pretty much building brands. And over the course of those next eight years was looking after fashion brands throughout Asia, uh, sorry, throughout the UK, Europe, Mm -hmm. and did a bit of work in America, actually. And uh, I fell in love. I fell in love with an Aussie in London. And uh, he brought me to Australia on holiday. Mm-hmm. I landed back in London in February. It was cold. It was dark. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, and, went, and Australia was much better. I've had, yeah, Australia is much better. And so I applied to move. And at the age of 29, I literally packed in my job. Mm-hmm. I sold all my belongings. And I packed the backpack again. And at the age of 29, I arrived in Melbourne mm-hmm. with a backpack a resume, a permanent residency visa and a boyfriend and had to start all over again. Mm -hmm. So I arrived in a country where I I knew no one. Mm -hmm. I had no network whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to find a job and build a career where I had no social proof because we're Mm -hmm. literally other end of the world Mm -hmm. and uh, rebuild my life. And I guess that was the first insight for me around this this concept of connection how actually when you reach out when you when you are vulnerable when you're honest when you go past the superficiality of hey how are you doing and actually delve deeper you can build incredible connections that mm-hmm. unlock opportunities i was lucky enough um to to start all over again and over those next 10 years rebuilt my corporate career 
Um, I ended up as a group marketing director looking after two fashion brands, one of which was Ralph Lauren. I looked Ooh. after the Ralph Lauren brand here in Australia <coughs> and, the US, and Asia, and that brought me to America very mm-hmm. regularly to, to meet with Mr. Lauren and the team and another another brand. And I loved it. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. great at my job. Uh, we did some awesome things. But I started to get this really weird feeling around it's got to be something more. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more out there. Um, I was meeting incredible uh, uh, entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. small business owners that had this fire in their belly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like irrespective of cash being challenged, mm-hmm. irrespective of not having resources, they had this unwavering passion and and belief in what they were doing and energy to keep going. And I was like, where on earth has, has my passion gone? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had the chance to meet Abigail Disney. Mm. Um, and I was really lucky enough to have a private lunch with her. She came over to Australia. I was doing some non-for-profit work mm-hmm. on the side. And it was one of those magical moments that I wish I could bottle because mm-hmm. I said to her, uh, you know, Abigail, how do you do do what you do? You know, she comes from this very wealthy family, mm-hmm. the Disney family. Right. Uh, her childhood very different from many of us, mm-hmm. and yet she had this incredible uh, passion of sharing stories. Mm-hmm. And um, and she said to me, she said, Janine, you don't have to pack a backpack and climb Mount Everest to drive change. You simply need to be a brick. In the wall of change, mm-hmm. and it was this moment of, oh, mm-hmm. what what brick am I being? What am I doing? And then the third thing that happened is, um, at the time, I had three children. I've still got them; they're just a little <laughs> bit older. But yeah, you know, at the time, mm-hmm. they were all under seven, so I had three children under seven, and I was holding down my full time job. My husband the same. Life was crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we were both doing really well corporately. And uh, we were having dinner one night and one the children were like seven, five and three. So they were mm-hmm. little. And we were sat around the table and doing what we thought was right of, how has your day been? Mm-hmm. What have you learned from today? What are you grateful for? All last night when we had to get back to work. Mm-hmm. And my daughter piped up and she went, mommy, mommy, why, why do you work so hard? She was five, ten. Right. She was, mm-hmm. why do you work so hard? And I went, well, darling, you know, I've, I've worked hard to get an education mm-hmm. and I've worked hard to build my career. And it's all, you know, ultimately it's about um, having the money to, to have the lifestyle we've got and buy you toys and go on mm-hmm. holiday and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she went, but mommy, why are you so unhappy? Oh, absolutely, Deb. It was this moment of, and she made me go to myself. She made me actually realize where I looked back. I had this moment. I was looking back on my life and I went, everything I've done has always been about proving that we can do it. Mm-hmm. And particularly as, as a female executive, mm-hmm. that actually we can do it. We mm-hmm. can have careers. Mm-hmm have families we can have great relationships Mm -hmm. but what this five-year-old had picked up was that I was really unhappy and I realized at that moment that everything that I'd set out to do with my life in terms of driving change from within I wasn't actually creating that right message in terms of the most important Mm -hmm. people in my world because all my daughter was seeing was 
Mummy's exhausted. Mummy's mm-hmm. always on her phone. Mummy mm-hmm. can't even watch Toy mm-hmm. Story with me again without mm-hmm. being distracted. Mummy's getting angry. And then mm-hmm. I've got two boys. What message was I sending them? Mm-hmm. So there was this moment of, wow, I'd got to my career. I'd lost the fire in, in my belly. Mm-hmm. There were various instances, as we've all experienced, of corporate bullying and behaviors that aren't aligned. And then I had this little snippet of wisdom that was going, mommy, essentially there's more to do. And so I decided to leave corporate and I decided to set up my own business. And this is 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And the business was a company, it was a networking group called the LBD Group. And essentially Mm -hmm. it was targeting female Mm -hmm. executives and female entrepreneurs, because I really believed in my heart that there were more women out there like me, mm-hmm. women that had dreams, that had visions, that wanted to achieve more, but there was something holding them back. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I was right. And this network grew across Australia. We started testing in the UK and Singapore. And um, in 2019, I had to make another decision because during that time, I'd started also developing all my thinking around this power of connection. You know, I had all of these incredible business leaders um, that I was working with through the LBD group and the work that I was doing was absolutely proving to me the power of connection that when you take away your barriers and your fears and your insecurities, when you work together, magic happens. It's almost like this zero-sum game that happens of awesome collaborations, of awesome opportunities and everybody's businesses were growing. Mm -hmm. I started my own podcast and uh, because I was curious about what is that tipping point? What is the tipping point Mm -hmm. between being good at what you're doing and being brilliant at what you're doing Mm -hmm. and talking to leaders and game changers and these these key threads were coming out. And then I was starting to get asked to speak around what I believe and, Mm -hmm. and, and the input uh, or what I believe needs to need people need to do in terms of connecting better. And the two parts of my life were really starting to take off. And I had to make a decision, Deb, mm-hmm. which was, <clears throat> do I grow this business? Do I keep following my speaking and corporate work? Mm-hmm. Do I do both? And I decided to sell LBD. I sold it in March 2019. And, and really what I do now is I... Pre-COVID, I I speak around the world, I work with organizations, Mm -hmm. and it's all around unlocking potential, unlocking performance, so that individuals start living the life that they want Mm -hmm. personally and professionally, so that teams start collaborating Mm -hmm. and unlocking ideas, and ultimately, so that businesses continue to survive. My books pretty much follow that journey. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the first book I wrote, From Me to We, was all about the power of teams and working together. I then wrote It's Who You Know, which is about actually we all need a network and mm-hmm. who are the key people around us. And then I realized in the last three years, actually, you know what, Deb, it's really hard to network effectively and connect effectively to collaborate mm-hmm. and develop projects that change the world and change your business. It's really hard to do both of those things if you're actually not connected with, to yourself. Right. And this is where Be Brilliant, mm-hmm. the, this, my latest book, comes from mm-hmm. because the reality is we cannot collaborate or connect effectively 
until we actually start leading ourselves first and still we start connecting with ourselves, with our goals, with our dreams, with our visions, with our plans, until we start rising above our imperfections, mm -hmm. stop beating ourselves up about what we don't have, until we can do that for ourselves, mm -hmm. we cannot create the space for other people to do the same. Right. And that's where the third book, Be Brilliant, came from. So it is my passion for mm -hmm. people, my passion for connection, and ultimately my passion for other people becoming brilliant. I'm on this crazy mission of um, over the next 10 years unleashing the brilliance in 10 million people around the world because cool. I truly, truly believe mm -hmm. that when people step into that space, mm -hmm. the ripple of effect that we can have mm -hmm. as an individual is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Our families need it. Our communities need it. Our right. businesses need it. Mm -hmm. And maybe the world needs mm -hmm. it. And as you were saying off air, it, you know, the world is so much bigger than all of us, mm -hmm. but the impact that we can make mm -hmm. is phenomenal. And I want people to make the impact mm -hmm. they want to make in their businesses and in their lives. Right. I love it. You know, and... It, it, it's funny, you know, we're, I think we're going to, you know, have conversations from now on about pre-COVID and post-COVID, you know, because I think there's going to be obviously major changes. You know, we have absolutely no idea what they're going to be, but it is making us really stop and think, um, you know, especially for, for people, you know, I'm used to being in my home office. That's cool. You know, that's, that's the way it is. But for so many people, they're, they're not used to that. They're used to being in a work environment where there's, you know, a lot of people around them, a lot of people supporting them. And now all of a sudden they're not. And, and I think people really are stopping to think, well, really, really, what is my life? What have I been doing? You know, all these various things. And I love that your book is Be Brilliant. And clearly that is a very specific choice of words. So explain explain the brilliant and the brilliance because I mean, you know, obviously it's not be average, be okay, but brilliant. I mean, that's, that's like up here yeah. and, you know, and most of us aren't, you know, we're, and I, I uh, heard the, the great Peter Shankman talk one time, the big marketing guru. And, and one of the things he said was most people are perfectly fine with being average. That's okay. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but equally, there are so many people that want to become better tomorrow than right. they are today. Mm -hmm. And I go, why not? Mm -hmm. Right. Why not? Mm -hmm. You know, what is stopping you? And you know what's stopping you? It's ourselves. The right. enemy within ourselves mm -hmm. is stopping us mm -hmm. from living a bigger life or from building that bigger business or from following our dreams. There are too many people. And this is where this book came from. I started mm -hmm. looking at, you know, if we, if we put it into the context of now, um, the reality is, is that there are a whole heap of macro changes going on. You've got the economic challenge, you've got the health challenge, you've mm -hmm. got the social challenges, all of this macro stuff mm -hmm. filtering down uh, to all of us as individuals. Now, individuals, what's happening is we are running around like crazy. You know, stress levels are on the mm -hmm. increase. Um, our uh, feelings of self-doubt, the comparisonitis, because we're constantly looking mm -hmm. at what's going on on social media. And so many of us actually become excellent at what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We become great. Right. But it's, it's this, this questioning moment, this moment of, do I keep going and doing this or mm -hmm. is there more? Right. What, what, what's next? Mm -hmm. what, what should I be doing next? And that is the bit I'm talking it to because I go, when you think about the future, when you really think about the future, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing and what I've heard 
is we're exhausted with keeping up with life. Right. We're exhausted with keeping up with what's expected of us at work and in our industries. We're exhausted with keeping up with our friends' lives, our, our social media mates' lives. We're exhausted with trying to work out how to fit in and conform mm -hmm. and what it is that we should do. We're exhausted with trying to be better and, and live a bigger life. We're exhausted with trying to prove we're good enough. Right. And quite frankly, it's, it's become exhausting being human. And my challenge is that if we're not careful, we're at risk of becoming these robots of life mm -hmm. versus these humans of extraordinary potential mm -hmm. where your potential is unlocked and where your brilliance shines. And that is the piece that, that I'm really passionate about because I go, what is stopping us? Mm -hmm. Because what I see is, you know, we, we're busy acquiring friends and yet we're still lonely. Mm -hmm. We're busy acquiring skills and doing the next course online and earning the seven easy steps to and how to build a business of a million dollars in five days and how to write a book in 24 and we're all trying to learn this stuff mm -hmm. and yet we still don't believe we're good enough right we're still struggling with imposter syndrome and a mm -hmm. lack of self-belief and then we're acquiring stuff mm -hmm. and yet we're still unhappy mm-hmm and I go, the only thing that we can control right now, the only thing that we can ever control is who we are, who we are being, and ultimately who we want to become. Mm -hmm. And the reason this book is so important and the reason why I am issuing a calling out there to say, let's create a brilliance pandemic is because we need all of us to step up. Mm -hmm. We need all of us, those people that are feeling that they're living a coulda, shoulda, woulda life, those people that have dreams and aspirations about becoming more but something's stopping them, those pe business owners where they're hitting that rut and they just can't get out and they're asking what else, those people in careers that are wanting to speak up, it's like we need us to do it mm -hmm. because I totally believe, Deb, that in our in our minds and in your hearts exists your brilliance to become more. Mm -hmm. I believe that in teams exists this possibility to unlock ideas and innovation. Like why do we spend a fortune recruiting the best into our businesses? Mm -hmm. And then we stick them in a box and ask right. them to conform. Yeah. You have to do this. Your yeah, why job do description is. Mm -hmm. Why do we do that? It's like we, we spend a fortune mm -hmm. recruiting the best, right? finding the big thinkers, the mm -hmm. people that we're bringing into our businesses that are going to change our businesses, and mm -hmm. then we stick them in a box. And I know this happens. I've got a client who works for a major global tech company, mm -hmm. and he's been in there for a couple of years. I trained him at a prior company, and he rang me, and he said to me, and his sales results are increasing. Even during this time, the mm -hmm. team are engaged. The, the, uh, the, the measures and metrics around team, team performance and mm -hmm. engagement are on the increase. Uh, he had his performance review and his performance review came back and essentially said, you could do better. And, and he was crushed. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, yeah, apparently I speak up too much. <clears throat> apparently I challenge the norm too much. Apparently, I'm not following protocol as much as I should. And I mm -hmm. went, 
and yet you're delivering sales results you're right. building engagement, mm-hmm. you're putting in ideas. And here, this is the problem, right? So, mm-hmm. so we're looking for brilliance and yet we're putting it out left, right mm-hmm. and center. And, and so this is, this is why this book is important because I totally believe that if we can step into our own spotlight, mm-hmm. if we can harness our energy and function at our best every day, if we can connect with the right people who are going to help us fly higher and so collectively we rise, mm-hmm. and if we can be brave enough to be heard, to speak up, to amplify the people around us, that is where we unlock our own brilliance And that is where we unlock the brilliance of the people around us. So be brilliant absolutely is intentionally provocative. It's intentionally saying go for it. And it's Mm -hmm. intentionally challenging each of the readers Mm -hmm. and the people I speak to to go, why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? Right, right. Yeah, you know, and and, I mean, I think, you know, you you say why not. Of course, the big thing is people are going to go, well, well, what if I fail? So what What if if you you fail? You know, if, yeah. What if you fly? Right. What if you fly? Yeah. Now, I've spoken, the, the interviews that I've done, Deb, and I'm sure you feel, you're the same with the, the, the hundreds of people that you speak to during your work. You know, I, I speak to people that are captains of industry, that are Olympic champions, uh, uh, that are saving the world in their mm-hmm. own way, and they are just like you and me. Mm-hmm. They are just like you and me. They have the same concerns, Mm -hmm. the same voices in their heads, the same feelings Mm -hmm. of sometimes not being good enough. They have just worked out, worked out Mm -hmm. how to park the voices Mm -hmm. and the enemy that keeps them small Mm -hmm. and how to push past it to move forward. And that is is the thinking that I've codified in in Be Brilliant, Mm -hmm. these four laws of brilliance. Mm But there is stuff that gets in the way. There's no right. doubt about it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you talk about the voice that we have in our head. You know, and, and those voices start when we're really little, when we're told, oh, no, no, you can't do that. And, and a person is telling us this, whether it's a parent, a teacher, or whoever. They're, you know, it, and it's, it is the you can't. You know, you can't do that. You can't, you know, you're, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. Um, you know, and, and they might not be quite that negative, but you get the impression, you know, um, when I was growing up, it was a lot of the, well, you know, girls don't do that. And I was like, well, why the heck not? Um, you know, and, and because my mother would be, well, no, no, you know, you go do that. <laughs> you know, and, and because she was a very powerful person and still is, um, you know, and, and, but we, we have those voices and those horrible little voices are the ones that are saying, you can't do this. And I love in your book, how you talk about, um, one of the people actually named the <laughs> voice in their head and would acknowledge it because I think that's one of the important things. We have to acknowledge that that feeling is there and then basically say, and go away now. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. You are so right. We all have voices in our heads. Mm-hmm that are absolutely there saying and telling us, you can't do this, you can't Mm -hmm. do this, you can't do this. Um, Those voices could be uh, voices that you've heard professionally. Mm -hmm. They could be social family voices. They could be voices from way back in time. And and really it's about uh, taking ownership of those voices and choosing to change 
the, mm-hmm. the language around it. So the story you're sharing um, is, is a fabulous woman. She's called Sherilyn Shackles. She's based in London and uh, she's built an incredible business called the Marketing Academy and essentially trains um, individuals around the world uh, to become the best marketeers. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. just awesome. And she's built this incredible network. Uh, absolutely hilarious. She'd be great to have on your show. Gosh, you'd probably be talking for hours. She's funny. And um, I said to her, well, she named I, it, it's an orangutan in her she head. Did. I, she, I said to her, Sherilyn, what are you scared of? Yeah. What, what are you scared of? And she, on all seriousness, and I was, I was interviewing her face to face and she looked at me and she just went, Mildred. <laughs> Mildred? I, I did. Mildred? Mm-hmm. Who, who's Mildred? I said, oh my God, Janine, I, Mildred is, is my fear. I've named mm-hmm. my fear. And Mildred is an orangutan mm-hmm. and she appears and she goes, and, and literally, she literally goes, I'm about to get on stage. I'm about to do a new business mm-hmm. deal. And suddenly Mildred appears. Yeah. Mildred, are you prepared? I was like, are you, Sherilyn, yeah. you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and as she's telling this story, I'm, I'm laughing hysterically because I can visualize Mildred mm-hmm. and we've all own versions of Mildred that tell us we can't do it. You're going to look stupid. Mm-hmm. Who the hell says you, that you've got the smarts to do that? You're not bright enough, savvy mm-hmm. enough, you don't have enough money. And, and this ability to name your fear, that mm-hmm. inner voice, gives you incredible power to park right. it, mm-hmm. to actually go, I'm actually okay, Mildred. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all right. Go Thank away. Thank you, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you, but mm-hmm. I'm okay. I appreciate you trying to mm-hmm. look after me, but I'm okay. I got mm-hmm. this because the reality there is no woolly mammoth coming to mm-hmm. beat me mm-hmm. up or coming to eat me. I can mm-hmm. I can do this, and I think in that in that story um, lies the opportunity for all of us to actually park that inner voice. Mm-hmm. And it's a simple technique, but it works. So I have mine is a little green frog that sits on my shoulder called mm-hmm. Fred. You know, he'll, he'll appear. I, I was in San Francisco, the last plane ride I had uh, in January, um, about to speak on the biggest stage that I'd sp- spoken at in my career. You know, we had Condoleezza Rice there mm-hmm. and Simon Sinek oh. there. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. And little Fred's like, Sydney. <laughs> no. and, and Fred appears. Mm-hmm. I was literally going, ah, oh, Janine, you're not, you're not good enough. Janine, right. he, why he would you think that you can talk with these people? <gasps> mm. uh, and, and literally, mm. you have to park it. And, and the, other, the other thing too is, as I said, this enemy is within. It stops you. And we need to listen to other people. I don't know if you've heard of a lady called Lane Beachley. Mm-hmm. She is, she's an Aussie surfer. She's actually a eight times world champion surfer. Wow. And uh, at the age of four, Lane actually knew she was going to be a world champion surfer. It's all she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And she's become a very good friend of mine. And uh, it was one of these other reminder moments. I'm, I'm in a conference room and she comes up to me, this, this incredible world champion surfer, and says something to me like, oh, Janine, thank you so much for that session we had the other week. Mm-hmm. Or, um, it really changed my thinking about and that information. You're, you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. And I went, and don't forget I'm English. There's English heritage too. So I've got those ancestral north of England, poor mm-hmm. kid voices. Uh, keep my mum, my, I was pretty much brought up to keep your head down, don't speak up, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. don't upset the apple car, you know, work hard and you'll get noticed. So mm-hmm. very much staying small. 
And I went, oh, yeah, 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 it's nothing. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Oh, how many times do we do that? Oh, it's okay. It's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got so angry with me, Dad. She literally gave me a virtual slap. <laughs> um, she literally went, mm-hmm. can you stop it? Mm-hmm. And I went, what? She said, just stop it, Janine. She said, what right do you have not to let me thank you mm-hmm. for the impact you have made on my work mm-hmm. and what right do you have to disregard it mm-hmm. as if you don't care? And I went, God, no, that, that was Great. not my intention. Mm-hmm. And she, she went, here's the thing, Janine, you, you need to own your brilliance. Mm-hmm. You need to own your smarts. You need to own the impact that you are making on people around you because by doing that, you are creating this energy that can pass mm-hmm. on. It makes me want to support you more. But when you shut it down, mm-hmm. You're not letting any of that stuff happen. And this is where when we listen to the voices in our heads Mm -hmm. that are telling us not to do stuff, it's Mm -hmm. actually stopping us from becoming the brilliant version that we Mm -hmm. want to become. Now, I get it that we've got a lot of stories, many of them from childhood, as you've said, but it's up to you to renegotiate Mm -hmm. those contracts. It's up to you to go, are these voices serving me Mm -hmm. or are they not? And my challenge for your listeners would be, what are the fake stories you're telling yourself today? Mm. What, are, what are the voices that you're listening to that are stopping you from stepping forward? Now, if today you gave yourself one chance to ignore that voice, mm-hmm. what would you do tomorrow? Right. And why not try tomorrow? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking you to do. If by the end of tomorrow you're feeling better, you've got a little bit more confidence, mm-hmm. your version of Mildred or Fred, has been quiet and sitting in the corner, mm-hmm. almost rocking with their comfort blanket right. and their nice mm-hmm. bottle of milk going, okay, she's all right. My job's not needed anymore. Mm-hmm. If you've done okay, why not try it again? Mm-hmm. Why not try it for another day and another day? And this is where bri- brilliance, becoming better is a choice, mm-hmm. Deb. But it's also a practice. Right. And it's also a discipline. Mm-hmm. And so those individuals that want to become better Mm-hmm. It is this choice to go, I have to actually work on myself. I have to train myself to step up. Mm-hmm. You can't run a marathon one day by waking up and going, right, today I'm going to run a marathon right. and think you're going to yeah. make it. Mm-hmm. It takes training. It mm-hmm. takes discipline. And it's mm-hmm. the same with your own performance. Mm-hmm. It's the same with managing your yourself with uh, nurturing the relationships around you with making sure you're functioning at the bet. Everything. Brilliance is a practice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice and it's a discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I believe, and you know, part of this is my age because I think things are changing. I mean, I love millennials. I think millennials are the greatest things in the world because a lot of this, you know, they're like, whatever. I mean, you know, it's, it's my generation that goes, Oh, I don't know. I don't know about doing this. And, you know, and, and then women, I think do it even more, you know, we're taught, we don't brag about ourselves. That's not ladylike. Um, you know, all these various things. And, and I realize I, you know, I do this just force a habit. I'm right in the middle of planning a big special event. And, you know, we, 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 you know, in the middle of a pandemic, we're planning a big special event, right? You know, this is a lot of fun. And so, you know, it's uh, somebody, you know, so we have obviously a Facebook group. And so we were talking about it and, and people were saying, oh my gosh, you're doing such a great job. And immediately I responded with, 
it takes a team or it's all of us or all these various things. And, you know, and, and, you know, and it does. I mean, we certainly could not do this alone, but of course I should have said, thank you. Thank you. We've got a great team, you know, and, yeah. and so it's, it's not that you're being this, you know, egocentric braggart. You're saying, oh, you know, thank you, um, you know, and then thanking your team. Um, yeah. you know, because you, you mentioned raising other people up. I think that's, that is the other important part of this is when we raise everyone else up around us, we naturally go higher too. Absolutely. And, and this, you know, I've had a, a great example of that during this pandemic too. Um, you know, there's, there's, there is nothing more challenging than launching a brand new book right in the middle right. of a pandemic. <laughs> you can't travel. You now, you know, the nice Most thing is we do have technology, so you can do interviews. Stops. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we do, we do. But suddenly, it's like you know, traditionally, my, my whole traditional marketing. Mm-hmm funnel had 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 gone right and um, I remember waking up one morning it was about a month into when COVID had hit us Mm -hmm. here in Australia and I was having a shower and this moment just hit me um and I was literally bawling my eyes out in the shower going Mm -hmm. oh my gosh what am I going to do I was feeling sad about the world um you know, there was a, uh, my brilliance wasn't shining, shining in the shower that morning. I can tell you, I was, mm-hmm. I was looked, I was crying my eyes out. I was going two years of really hard work mm-hmm. of missing out on opportunity mm-hmm. of time with my kids. Of, you know, anyone that's written a book understands the discipline of right. locking yourself mm-hmm. away and having to do the work. And I just went, what am I going to do? And I contacted, I came out, finally, you know, made myself feel dis- decent. I had, that, had the breakfast, had a cup of coffee, got on the phone to a friend. And I was telling him um, about this. And he just literally went, use your own IP, Janine. Right. What on earth are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He said, that book, it's who you know, where you've talked about your cheerleaders and mm-hmm. asking for help. You've got to ask for help. Right. I went into mini me, Fred. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's going to help me? Mm-hmm. Why would anyone want to help right. me? Mm-hmm. Like, what do they want in return? Uh, it's funny. It's like the builder that doesn't finish his own house. Mm-hmm. It's the oh, yeah, the cobbler's thing. kids who, who don't have shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went, Janine, you've got to ask for help. You've got mm-hmm. all of these people following you on social media. You've impacted so many people's mm-hmm. lives. Your book's that bestseller. You've got all those people that have read it. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally, Deb, recorded this video and... Um, and it was a really vulnerable one of me sitting down and literally saying, telling the story and asking people to help me. And I loaded it up onto LinkedIn and I'm literally nervously again, right. Fred's going, don't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> and I pressed, I pressed, I went, I'll bugger it. And I pressed mm-hmm. it and off it went into the ether. Mm-hmm. And um, I spent three days answering emails wow. from people just mm-hmm. going, yeah, I'll help. Yeah, what I'll can help. We what do? Do you mm-hmm. what do you need? I then pulled together a Zoom meeting again going, I've no idea if these mm-hmm. people are going to join me. I had page after page after page of people across the world Wow, joining on this Zoom call, mm-hmm. people that I had never met, mm-hmm. people, yeah, pr- obviously there were prior clients mm-hmm. on there, mm-hmm. but I would say 50% of these people I've never met. Mm-hmm. And Again, not planned. Like you say, you're planning a big event and mm-hmm. like, you know, we plan the bejesus out mm-hmm. of this stuff. This this was like a living and breathing experiment mm-hmm. into 
power of brilliance, of connection, mm-hmm. of collaboration. And I literally asked for help. I, I, I shared the challenge mm-hmm. um, and I created a cheer squad. And around the world right now, across mm-hmm. four continents, are hundreds of people that there is nothing in it for them. Right. But they have asked to help mm-hmm. they are supporting this mm-hmm. this is like this is like oscar reaching out to you right to introduce mm-hmm. me to you mm-hmm. that's you know that that would not have happened if i hadn't have been brave enough mm-hmm. to press that button right. and so it is this and through doing that what we're creating so one vision one goal sound mm-hmm. like a queen song one mm-hmm. vision one goal mm-hmm. uh Enabling and creating the space mm-hmm. to allow everyone else to use their own individual skills and ideas mm-hmm. to make the magic happen and suddenly be brilliant. First week became um, hit number six globally in the book charts for motivation mm-hmm. titles, mm-hmm. number two in, in Australia, and it's down to them. So the idea, the idea is always there, mm-hmm. but it's the ability of the individual to connect the dots to then unlock right. it collaboration but through doing the work the business that's being done amongst that cheer squad mm-hmm. is phenomenal the mm-hmm. the amplification of their talent and it also reminds me of there's a, a story actually from the US a guy called uh, Jim Donald I don't know if you've heard of him mm-hmm. he's uh, ex Starbucks he got pulled in in 2012 to look after extended stay America mm-hmm. oh, okay. and at the mm-hmm. time the company was in a mess mm-hmm. a big right. mess Mm-hmm. And the story that he shares is, you know, he did a typical CEO thing of walking around the business, mm-hmm. trying to work out what are the levers I need to pull to take this business away from the brink of, brink of bankruptcy mm-hmm. into profit. And at the end of his analysis, he literally went, oh, my God, um, it, it's the people that are going to mm-hmm. help, the team. Right. And so one day he got up in a town hall meeting and he said to his team, I believe in you. I trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all in this together. And I believe that none of you are intentionally doing the wrong thing here and that mm-hmm. collectively you have the idea. So I'm handing out a get out of jail for free card. Mm-hmm. And he handed out to his, I think it was 9,000 employees, a get out of jail for free card and mm-hmm. essentially gave them permission to do whatever they felt was right to contribute to the turnaround of this business. Mm-hmm. And all they had to do was hand in this get out of jail for free card. Mm-hmm. And the stories of people around the country mm-hmm. just doing this little thing and that little right. thing without having to go through the company sign off. Yes, I have to go ask my manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Culminated in the company actually turning around. Mm-hmm. So when I think about that concept of, of leadership, of being mm-hmm. brilliant, of accelerating and amplifying mm-hmm. others, I think of people like Jim Donald because that mm-hmm. is brave to go, I don't have the answer, but you do. Right. Right. And I'm giving you permission to try. And mm-hmm. my challenge, again, to people on, the, on this call that are listening in is, is if I were to give you a get out of jail mm-hmm. for free card, if I were to give you that, what would you do with it? Mm-hmm. What would you do with it in terms of your career, right. your business, your life? Mm-hmm. If you had that get out of jail for free card, mm-hmm. And you knew you had the support around you. What mm-hmm. would you do? Right. What would you do with it? Right. You know, and you mentioned something that I think is so important, and that is that you asked for help. And he asked for help. And so many times people think, well, I'm the leader, I'm the manager, the owner, the whatever. I can't ask for help because that's going to show 
that I'm weak, that I don't know, you know what's going on, all these various things. And of course, asking for help is one of the best methods to, to as you were saying, you know, to, to get things to move forward. More than anything, we want to know that our, our leaders are human, you know, right? We put them up on those pedestals and we think, oh, I can't go talk to that CEO, you know, in, in all of my corporate jobs and, and things like that. I mean, now, you know, granted, I'm not a shy person. And so I, you know, if I had an idea that I needed to run past a manager or, you know, even all the way up to the CEO of the president of the company, I'm like, okay, fine. I would just go. Um, and people were like, you went up to you know whoever's office and I'm like why shouldn't I um you know and and but so I always kind of thought of them as as you know real people who put their pants on one leg at a time or you know in this day and age our shorts um you know and and but you know when they would ask for help that just it, to me that was always so powerful because they are saying you know we're in this together and, you know, and, and asking for help is not a sign of weakness. No, I think it's a sign of power, actually. Mm -hmm. I think it's an empowering thing right. to ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, and actually the reverse, not asking for help mm -hmm. is a sign of weakness. Right. Um, and the reality is in, in this time that we're in right now, where we're all trying to navigate through it mm -hmm. and out of it, we have never been here before. Right. We have never, mm -hmm. ever, ever existed in our lifetime um, in a period of mm -hmm. such significant change. Right. As a result of that, we don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. There is no proof right. that if you do X, mm -hmm. Y will happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just the, the, the differing country approaches mm -hmm. to managing the pandemic proves mm -hmm. that there isn't one answer yet. Right. And it's the same with our businesses. Mm -hmm. It's the same with our teams. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's no fixed answer now that if you do x y will happen mm -hmm. whereas pre-covid we knew you know you cut heads mm -hmm. uh it will affect the bottom line right. if we if we go in this if we sell in this mm -hmm. way we've got more chance of winning but it's all mm -hmm. all up in the air mm -hmm. and so our leaders and all of us are, are having to embrace this massive adaptive challenge mm -hmm. that we're in and the only way we can do it is to know that we have got to almost balance um, this, this ability to, I don't have all the answers, but I'm willing mm -hmm. to explore. Right. We've got to be decisive and mm -hmm. yet compassionate with people's mm -hmm. feelings. We've got to create an environment that will unlock the brilliance mm -hmm. in other people because the ideas are there, but those ideas mm -hmm. won't come out unless people feel safe enough right. to share those ideas. Mm -hmm. And, and our leaders are absolutely going to have to ask for help. They mm -hmm. have never done this. Right. No MBA, no degree. Yeah. This was not in no a book anywhere. directorship <laughs> has trained people. to. It's not in a book anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so the only way that we're going to be able to navigate it mm -hmm. is to bring the smarts together mm -hmm. and to ask for help. And if we don't ask for help, there's going to be some big Mm -hmm. wrong decisions made right and so I'm totally with you that and and if we can build that confidence and you know what I I often say to my clients have have you asked yet mm -hmm. no why right. not scared mm -hmm. give it a go mm -hmm. they give it a go what happened oh my god the hell was incredible it's like right. yeah of course well, it was and how many you know, times do we don't <laughs> you don't have to you know like say you you ask for okay should we should we all continue working from home might be a good example. And and somebody says, yes, okay, you try it. If it doesn't work, 
then you do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and you know, it's it, it is it's that get out of jail free card. You know, yeah. now you know certainly you don't want something catastrophic to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose your business and and things like that. But yeah, I mean, there there are things, and I think part of it is it comes back to 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 the fear, um, and you know because we are. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that really is, of course, the scary thing because everything was going along fairly well in the last month or so, and then wonk, <laughs> we started having you know all sorts of issues again. It doesn't help that this is something that is worldwide, um, you know, because how we how one place handles it is very different than somebody else, and and all sorts of things, um, and. You know, and, and and the uncertainty is just really what I think has so many people going because, uh, you know, I, I heard the other day that that Google, you know, one of the the biggest employers, has said people aren't coming back into the office until yeah. you know next summer. Now, yeah. you know, I'm guessing a good portion of Google workers can work from home just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and there are many companies that are like that, but there are many companies that if they're going to survive. They, they need their people in one place. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there are companies who are going to go, ooh, we don't need to be paying this much rent. You know, yeah. especially if people can be working from home. You know, all these various things. But I think one of the biggest issues that so many people have is that everybody is all spread out. You know, mm-hmm. we're in, in various places. It was funny, I heard somebody the other day who they discovered that one of their workers was working from home, but they'd gone to the beach and they were on in a, in a vacation home. And they were, and the, the manager was really put out about that. And it's, and the guy's like, but I got my work done. What, what does it matter where I am? You know, and he was still being safe. He wasn't, you know, one of those 5,000 people that were going to the beach at the same time, you know, all those various things. But, you know, it was like, well, that's no, you're working. You're supposed to be working from home. Um, you know, and he was like, what the heck did it matter if I got my work done? Um, so, you know, People's concepts are having to change. I think people are figuring out, wow, you know, maybe people can get work done and it doesn't have to be at 10 a.m. Maybe mm-hmm. 2 a.m. is when somebody works best or, you know, all those various things. Again, as long as the work is getting done, kind of who cares? Um, but we don't know. And I think that that is the biggest thing. But I want to talk about the fact that, you know, one of the things that, that, that you, you know, really emphasize are people's networks. And, and the yeah. connections that we make with people, and all of a sudden, we can't be around those people. You know, we can't go to our networking meetings. We can't, you know, we, we can't go be with people, whether it's business associates, your friends, whoever. So, you know, to me, that is, is one of the worst things about all of this, is that we are so isolated. So talk to us about how we get through this. Yeah, you're, you're very right, Deb. It's one of the biggest challenges right now. I, you know, I think the reality is we are disconnected mm-hmm. and our challenge is how do we reconnect? Mm-hmm. Um, we're fractured in terms of life and work and how do we provide clarity around that? Mm-hmm. And the continued feelings around fear and anxiety, whatever level, mm-hmm. it's how do we create a level of calm around it? Um, and again, it goes back to the as you as you quite rightly pointed out there, there is so much we can't control. Mm-hmm. And it's a choice around what is the stuff I can control. Mm-hmm. And one of the key things you can control are the people in your world. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the power of connection 
um, really is the biggest asset that you can have as an individual in terms of your career, Mm -hmm. your life, your business. And every interview, every bit of research I've done over the years and included in this book, you know, the difference between excellence and brilliance is the power of their network. Mm -hmm. Now, traditionally, as you said, it's we go to networking events mm-hmm. and we meet people, but it's still quite transactional. Um, in, right. my, in my book, I talk about, in It's Who You Know and this book, I talk mm-hmm. about the transactional nature of traditional networking. What I suggest to people is actually you need to build a more powerful, smaller, diverse network. Right. Um, this is a critical group. I call them your inner circle. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that are going to be your promoters that are going mm-hmm. to help you become more, the people that see possibility where you see impossibility. Mm-hmm. So a whole group of promoters, mm-hmm. you need pit crew around you, the people that care about you, mm-hmm. the people that keep you in the present and grounded, uh, that will absolutely help you get out from under that doona mm-hmm. to, to face the world and equally celebrate with you. And, and these people are really, really important because they don't mm-hmm. care about your social media following, your job title, right. you know, everything you've got. They just care about you. You need those. Mm-hmm. You need teachers in your network. Mm-hmm. These people are going to make you think better. Mm-hmm. The competitive advantage that you will always have is what you think. Mm-hmm. And we have to work on what we think. Mm-hmm. And you need teachers around you to stretch your thinking, mm-hmm. to push you into that point of tension that is really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. to get you to a new frontier of right. brilliance. Mm-hmm. You need those people. And you need butt kickers, mm-hmm. people that are on your back making sure you get stuff right, done. Right. Now, in, in this world where we can't meet people face-to-face, mm-hmm. you've got to get more intentional about mm-hmm. it. So, so one thing I'll just put out there for people to think about we talk about the people around us, but I reckon also during this time we've worked out the people we don't really worry about. Right. Seeing. Yeah. The people that we <clears throat> unfollow <laughs> on Facebook or whatever. Going, I've not missed you. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'm going to worry about mm-hmm. connect because right. if you think about it pre-COVID, we'd go to events because we felt like we had to. Mm-hmm. We'd go and have coffee meetings because we felt like mm-hmm. we had to. We'd go to X, Y, and Z because we felt mm-hmm. like we had to. But did it really fuel us? And I reckon there's a lot of us questioning those oh, types. Oh, I'm definitely like that. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but I reckon these core people, you can still, it's absolutely important mm-hmm. that you are intentional about nurturing and cultivating mm-hmm. those relationships. So even whilst we're in lockdown, I, for example, am very intentional around my weekly call with my butt kickers Mm -hmm. around what are you working on, what Mm -hmm. are you doing, and we'll do this online. Mm -hmm. Um, Every six weeks, it started off as a virtual uh, dinner that I'd Mm -hmm. have with my core circle, Mm -hmm. but now now I'm actually, we can get out here in Sydney, so we're actually Mm -hmm. catching up next Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about being, putting it in your calendar with Mm -hmm. those core people. I talk about the core Mm -hmm. 12. Mm -hmm. And actually being intentional about it because you cannot mm-hmm. be successful alone. Um, there is no way that mm-hmm. you can navigate the ever-changing parameters mm-hmm. in which you're having to make decisions where you're having to try and rejoin dots and mm-hmm. connect and make sense of what's going on to make the right decisions, where you're having to actually manage your own emotional well-being mm-hmm. because you're so busy managing health. That's really hard to mm-hmm. do on your own. And it's really hard to keep on track right. because, you know, we can't actually plan right now. Mm-mm. We can't plan I our know. Yeah. plans, our mm-hmm. day plans, our next holiday. So, mm-hmm. so I have this never-ending timepiece. Mm-hmm. So, so now more than ever, it's important 
that you identify the critical people in your inner circle, Mm -hmm. the people that are going to stretch you, the people that are going to push you, the people Mm -hmm. that believe in you, the people that know what your vision and your plans are and understand that this is not a sprint, Mm -hmm. but you're actually running a marathon. Mm -hmm. And they want to help you Mm -hmm. because they want to see you succeed. And it's up to you to cultivate those Mm -hmm. relationships. So use the technology. Um, you know, it's great that we can get online, it, mm-hmm. even phone calls, text messages, mm-hmm. sending stuff in the post, um, just make it intentional about mm-hmm. connecting and the rest of it will come mm-hmm. when the market opens, right. but the multiplier effect, and I'm sure you're the same. I mean, look at, look at how we've met. It's the right. multiplier yeah. effect mm-hmm. of one person to mm-hmm. the next person to the next mm-hmm. person. So your network is critical connecting mm-hmm. with intent, um, ensuring that you've got people around you that are expanding mm-hmm. your possibility mm-hmm. is critical right. to navigating mm-hmm. through this and it's critical to you unlocking your own brilliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I love about right now is we're giving ourselves maybe permission or it's just we have the ability to really think, okay, my network doesn't have to be within 20 miles of me. No. It can be, I mean, we're what, four or 5,000 miles apart? Um, yeah. I don't know how far it is to, to Sydney, but it's a long way. Um, you know, and, and you know, and, and I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing is it can be people anywhere to, mm. to be able to reach out and connect with them either, you know, at that, that core level or kind of, you know, other levels as, as they go out. And, it, you know, you, it, it's interesting. One of the things that I have been thinking about is, yeah, I'm, I'm not missing a lot of the people here. Now, you know, they're great people. They embraced me when we moved here. We've lived here eight years ago. But, you know, I'm not going, oh, I so wish I could see whoever again, um, you know, and, and now granted part of that is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in, you know, this, the special categories. And so I just have to be careful with, with going out and seeing people. but you know, it's, um, yeah, I'm not missing it and I'm not missing them. You know, the, the one or two posts I see a day on Facebook is enough. You mm. know, I'm, I'm not having, and, and, you know, and, and then there's definitely people is like, okay, I can unfollow them. You know, I don't need to reconnect with them. Mm. I think that's one of the things that as we come out of this, hopefully people will, will, you know, take heart in. And it's not that we're saying there's something wrong with that person. No. It just wasn't a great relationship, you know, whether it was business or personal. I think, um, and we talked about this off air before we started talking, it's that whole energy transfer piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we choose. What we, what we seem to have forgotten is that the, the way we live, the, the choices we make as to how we want to lead, mm-hmm. the people that we bring into our world is all a choice. Mm-hmm. It's like brilliance is a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a practice. It's a discipline. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to take back ownership of how we are being every day Mm -hmm. and who we want to become. And that includes the people that we bring into our world. Mm -hmm. You know, your your time is limited, your energy Mm -hmm. is limited, and I'm a massive believer in surrounding myself with people who want to work together, Mm -hmm. who see possibility and uh, and are positive, mm-hmm. who are willing to give and share, who understand this is a zero-sum game and know mm-hmm. that collectively we can achieve whatever mm-hmm. we want to achieve. And that are the, those are the people I choose to surround myself mm-hmm. with right. because I would much rather um, have people fueling me mm-hmm. than people putting out my fire. Right. I would much 
much rather have people pushing me mm-hmm. and encouraging me and believing in me than people doubting mm-hmm. my capability. Right. And I'd much rather have people around me that want to shine the spotlight mm-hmm. so that I can step up than people that are trying to keep me small mm-hmm. and contained right. in a room. And it's right. all a choice. Mm-hmm. And every single person, successful person, whether they're a business success, uh, non-for-profit, an athlete, an artist, every single successful person I have interviewed in my work has absolutely supported this, mm-hmm. that it is the people around you right. who will help you achieve more. Mm-hmm. And so my argument and my suggestion, it's, it's one of the, I talk about the four laws in the book, and this mm-hmm. is law three around connecting with intent. Mm-hmm. And this is where the choice is, you choosing who you surround yourself mm-hmm. with, how you support each other, and how collectively you will rise together. Mm-hmm. And those people will absolutely help you achieve more. Mm-hmm. And right. it's the critical part of your brilliance. I love it. I love it. Well, we didn't even really discuss the the, the four laws. So that just means we have to talk about no, it. I'll just share the book. But yeah, let's <laughs> let's see the book. So it is called Be Brilliant, How to Lead a Life of Influence. It's a great book. You know, there it was funny, I was taking notes because we didn't talk about flamingo. We didn't oh, talk no. about befriend failure. We didn't talk what? about spinning plates. See? So we have to do this again. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. You know, and and um, you know, and and it'll be interesting. I think in six-ish months to see where the world is, because I think that's going to be about, about the time. I'm hoping it could be longer, it could be shorter. Who knows? But I think that'll be a point where we we really will know. Kind of where things are going, um, if not, yeah. oi, um, you yeah. know, that because I mean that's yeah, but um, but until then, you know, one of the things, you know, I always went so you know, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Well, thank you, Deb. This has just been a a fabulous conversation, and uh, thank you for everything you're doing and creating to help others succeed. It's um, fine. It takes effort and intention. A lot of people give up, but you, you know, as you said, this is like 600 episodes. Yeah, we're getting close to 600 programs. That's insane. Um, So thank you for the opportunity. Um, Yes, Be Brilliant, How to Lead a Life of Influence is already on sale. You can Mm -hmm. grab it through any online retailer uh, in the US. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Amazon and Barnes & Noble will be stocking the book from the 10th of August. Mm -hmm. And it really is for anyone wanting to live and lead a successful and fulfilling Mm -hmm. life um, because I believe you can. You've just got to get out of your own way and unlock your true potential uh, for yourself, for Mm -hmm. your teams, for your family, for your businesses. Mm -hmm. You can find me um, at janinegarner.com.au. I am on every single social media channel. (laughs) So LinkedIn, Janine Garner, Facebook, Janine Garner, um, and uh, just search the book Be Brilliant by Janine Garner. And if you have any questions, please reach out, please connect. Um, you know, one of the joys of what we're experiencing right now, as you said, Deb, is the opportunity to connect globally. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to be in the US um, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I will uh, be over there at some point in the future right. and uh, to meet some of your audience. Who knows? It would be I fabulous. Know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, you know, they're following you on LinkedIn. They see that you're actually here. Yeah. I mean, that'd be great. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's, what's so fun about this is when we, we take those relationships and we're able to meet because I yeah. do think 
in person is the best way to do it. But yeah, oh, this this is pretty darn good too. <laughs> it's pretty darn good. I am missing. I'm a massive hugger though, so watch out. I know. I, I know. I bumped <laughs> elbows with somebody today, and I'm like. That just doesn't feel right. No. <laughs> you know, and, and there's no way I could do the foot kick thing because I'll fall oh. over. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, just create your own special, special dance. I know. I little, mean, little, yeah. We, and then we're going to, you know, hit hips and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but. <laughs> well, do you have any final words of wisdom for everyone? My final words of wisdom are the world around may feel like it's going insane. Um but as I said right at the beginning, the only thing you can control in all of this chaos is yourself, mm-hmm. who you are, who you are being and who you want to become. And I truly believe that in that incredible body and heart and mind of yours exists the brilliance and it's dying to shine brighter to help you make the impact the little dent in your little universe matter. It exists within your teams if you are brave enough to allow it to shine, to unlock the ideas and the mm-hmm. innovations, uh, to drive the change that is needed in your businesses. And it exists in your own businesses in entirety. Mm-hmm. And in it exists your competitive advantage, your point of difference, the thing that is needed to future-proof you through this. But it absolutely requires you to get out of your own way, to battle that enemy within and to put it to bed and to unlock your true potential. Because when you unlock your potential, you absolutely create the opportunity to unlock the potential and the brilliance of the people around you. And that is my wish as part of my 10-year goal and vision to unleash the brilliance of 10 million people around the world because the impact that we can make together will be absolutely Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, we definitely will be chatting again. This is going to be so much fun. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Janine Garner. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.